Welcome to NFTs Suck, if you don't understand them. Hello, friends. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this podcast is dedicated to helping you better understand the who, the what, the why, and the where of this brand new world of non-fungible tokens. Let's dive in. What's happening, party people? Welcome to another episode of NFT Suck. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. We do this, well, we try to do this once a week, sometimes a couple times a week. We're just trying to understand this whole world of Web3, dang it, and we're doing it one episode at a time. My guest on this episode is an individual that I had the unique pleasure of meeting a couple of weeks back as we both were speaking at Miami NFT Week, which was extremely well done and one of the best NFT events I've been to, and there seems to be one every single week. Um, She is a visual artist. We're going to get more into what that's all about. Uh, she's a wife, she's a mother, and uh, a whole other host of things, a dog mom as well. And we're going to talk about uh, what she's been up to, uh, what her primary focus is. So friends, if you could help me, welcome to the show, the one and only Luli Sulichin. Did I say that right, Luli? Absolutely. What a great introduction. I'm so happy to be here. It's great to have you here. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day uh, to, to hang out. So it's great to, to connect. We've seen each other a couple times around town and uh, we were like instant besties. I'm like, I got to get you on the show. It's the natural next step on here. And you told me the one of the first things you said to me when you meet somebody, of course, you tell them you know who you are and what you do. And you said, I'm a visual artist. And I thought, what is that? And then you mentioned something pertaining to the Bitcoin blockchain. And um, I was extremely curious. So here we are finally able to have a conversation about what all of that means and really break it down. But let's help our listeners better understand a little bit more about your backstory first and what really brought you to present day with what you're currently doing. So as I mentioned, I am a visual artist. That means that I work with visual mediums. Um, I'm a mixed media artist, so I I do everything from photography to installation to acrylic painting, wood panels, etc. And I got very Web3 curious when I started to to notice this emergence of the mysterious NFTs. Um, So now I can say that I am a mixed media and multi-chain artist. (laughs) My vocabulary has expanded um, to to stay with the times. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I really, I, I, I really enjoy this new freedom that NFTs as a, as a medium allows for artists to not only to express themselves, but to connect with, with broader global audiences. Right. So when did you get started doing all this? So I've been an artist for a while. You know, I have a very artistic ecosystem. I play piano and I do ballet. I'm a very big reader of uh, adult literary fiction. And I've always, you know, painted and, and have been involved with, uh, with art. But um, as I had mentioned to you, I, I come from a real estate family. I worked as a real estate broker for many, many years. And over the last couple of years, as my art practice has become more and more significant, I began to give it more and more time out of my day and to focus on it more from more of a professional standpoint. And then with the emergence of NFTs, um, this just kind of completely um, took all of my all of my focus and energy. And I am 100 percent committed to this space. 
Amazing. So what are some of the cool things that have happened since you've dived dove yeah there we go dove into the <laughs> dove into the space i'm working on full sentences over here <laughs> you're doing a great job Sebastian. <laughs> um so apparently now i am a public speaker i think that that's apparently she says <laughs> apparently you know like i i think that was one of the most um shocking developments for me uh, I, I love public speaking. I, I studied theater for many, many years, so I'm very comfortable speaking publicly, and I enjoy it. I know people have a tremendous fear of public speaking, but for me, it's such a wonderful platform to have wider conversations. Um, so, so that's something that I find really interesting. I, I spoke at Bitcoin conference. I spoke at Miami NFT week. Uh, I'm speaking at the Metaverse conference, Asia Markets later this month. Um, and what are some of the things you're talking about? What are the title of your t- titles of your talks? So I talk about always from a perspective of the intersection of contemporary art and technology, because that's the space that's really what, what catches my attention. I'm a conceptual artist, so, so the thought process involved in, in how we are interacting with technology, how that's affecting us, how that's affecting our art practices as artists, as consumers, or as collectors, as gallerists, as institutions. Um, so that's the, the intersection that I'm most interested in. Excellent. So, um, and what have been like some of the titles of the talks? Are you, are you expanding on those specific topics? So, yes. So I like to, one of the talks that I, that I love is a um, is a talk titled "The Art of Play," and and I think that's something that's completely undervalued as a society. Motherhood does not have a place in the art world, and has not had the adequate space in the art world. And I think now more than ever, as we're transitioning our lives online, the guidance that motherhood provides is so valuable. What kind of guidance does motherhood provide? I know it provides a lot, but let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let, give me some examples. So, so I think the, one of the main things that I notice in the web three space and, and as our lives come online is this kind of tendency to hide our authentic selves. Right. And I see it, from you know, filters on Instagram to filters on avatars. And it's becoming easier and easier to hide who we really are. And I think motherhood, or what my perspective on motherhood, because of course, anything I say, it just comes from my opinion, not, not as, a, as the universal mother. Right. <laughs> but one of, one of the things that, that I think is really important is to engage in the most genuine and authentic manner that we can. Sure. Yeah, I mean, authenticity trumps likability. I heard Gary Vee say about 10 years ago, and I never forgot that. Uh, and it, it, and it, it's scary. It's scary. Being authentic in real life is scary, and being authentic online is scary. Right. So it's definitely a challenge. And it, as we have more tools to hide, it becomes a stronger exercise to be able to stay authentic, to be able to make the choice of 
hiding versus showing how much we want to show are is what we're showing just you know this delicious breakfast that we're having and then hiding you know the temper tantrums that we dealt with in the morning right right exactly (laughs) you know and i think people connect to that need because people are are overwhelmed by this as well yeah they really are i mean i think people are overwhelmed with technology in general especially web3 i mean when someone asks you what's this web3 thing all about what's your what what's your response i'm always curious on what people tell people I think, and, and this is something a bit controversial, uh, Web3 is about decentralization and going from, um, you know, right now Web1 was a very static approach to getting information. You know, companies would post information and, and us as consumers, we didn't interact with that information. We just took it. Then the emergence of Web3, Web2 with social media allowed us to become content creators and active participants right in the internet space i did and become merchants etc but every time we engage with anything the content that we upload is owned by these large corporations so you know most of our data is owned by by twitter and and uh, facebook or or meta or and amazon you know we're not really we don't really own any of that and the emergence of web Three allows us to have ownership of digital assets, which I think is fantastic. However, the flip side is that this decentralization um, causes a lot of ruckus. <laughs> you know, there's not really, you know, there's no customer service. There's no calling the manager. <laughs> I'm a white middle-aged lady. I need to call the manager, you know? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to need to speak to the manager. That lady over there with the dog needs to speak with you. Can you please go talk to her? Exactly. Yeah. So Web3, like, there's none of that. I was on a, the one woman in, in one of my Telegram groups posted yesterday. She's like, I woke up and all of my NFTs are gone and all of my Ethereum's gone. And what do I do? And nobody had a, an answer. Nobody had a solution. And that's very frightening. Yeah, it really is. I mean... There, there's got to be somewhere. And I heard this whole, uh, I don't know if you read up about it at all, but um, the, the, the the outfit, Yuga Labs, behind Bored Apes that did oh, the... Oh, did you see that? That was crazy. Yeah, I just somebody sent me a text this morning with an image that said uh, the, art, the title of the article was... Um, let me pull it up. It was pretty, it was pretty juicy. Uh, hold on a second here. It said uh, fraud, oh, Coin Telegraph, a very viable source in the uh, Web three space, says fraud, manipulation, and preferential treatment. No, it's not politics. It's just Yuga Labs, other deeds, NFT mint triggers backlash from their community. Wow. No, it's it's it really is terrible. However, we're in very very early stages of this process this is all just beginning to you know to simmer and marinate and we don't know how this is going to go and this technology is very very new we know that it's revolutionary in this idea of owning digital assets because our lives are more and more online so having that possibility to own digital assets is incredibly beneficial um but we have to see how this evolves i i think that decentralized aspect in my opinion is not going to fly as much as idealists hope that it is because 
the majority of consumers want to speak with a manager. I think <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I think that needs to be the title of your next talk. I'm I'm gonna need to speak with a manager. I have a menu, some ice water, and the manager, please. (laughs) (laughs) And some bread in the check. (laughs) Amazing. No, but, but, you know, and and what I advocate the most in this space is education for responsible onboarding to Web3 because it is the wild, wild west. So all the responsibility of decentralization is on the user. If you don't, yourself if you don't educate yourself you're on your own so you really have to have a strong foundational basis for engaging in this space yeah i mean 100 i mean i think that's the biggest that's with anything in life but now we're you know we're literally entering the unknown um uh that um we don't know what's 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 what works what doesn't work um that was interesting. I, I didn't read this article yet on uh, on Coin Telegraph about about uh, how this went on, but there was so much hype around it this weekend. You know, it's like this is the biggest NFT no, event to ever hit the planet. Millions and millions and millions of dollars were lost on gas fees alone. Wow. Uh, you know, people were incredibly frustrated, um, but it happens. Yeah, it, it definitely does. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a part of of, of of this reality that's not so virtual because as I was saying, it affects economies. So um, you have to be prepared to engage with it responsibly. Yeah. And what? I think art has a, a strong place in, in that responsibility in creating engaging content and engaging relationships. Yeah. Well, it's going to change the game. That's for sure. People just don't know how it's going to be changed. I mean, I still can't believe I talked to people um, that have, like, I don't really know about it. It feels like the skeptics of Web 2. I don't need to be on Facebook. Um, well, my husband doesn't have Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or nothing. How's He's that? He's like, yeah, I talk to my friends. The, the people I care about, I talk. <laughs> I talk to. Right. And they're like, this makes me so anxious. How can you not engage in the public square? Right. Exactly. Exactly. It is very, uh, it is very crazy. Um, that <laughs> I have a few friends too. And I'm like, how do you live? Like, how does this work? I don't get it. Um, well, interesting and I, times. And I think that comes from a perspective of, of enjoying a more curated content. Yeah. which I totally get, you know, I'm not interested in everyone's opinion. I'm, I really am not. As much as, you know, I love democracy, I don't care about everyone's opinion. And I, and I totally get that perspective of, of consuming curated content and curated articles from journalists and not just somebody's opinion. Um, in that sense, I, I agree with that perspective. But I also find it, you know, for example, my Instagram, I use Instagram a lot, but my engagement with that platform is very enriching. I only follow other artists. I only follow people who I I like what they're doing. I'm interested in, in what they're producing. So when I get on that platform and I engage with that platform, it's an enriching experience for me. Yeah. And it, it allows this, this 
possibility to to communicate with with a global audience and see what galleries on the other side of the planet are doing and what installations are going on over there and what the perspective is over there. Um, so I think it's very enriching in that sense. It really is. I mean, the internet's a world of opportunity. And if you know, it could be a headache if you allow it to be, or it can be a, you know, wealth of information. You know, we only, we only walk around with a computer in our hand these days. It's pretty crazy to even yes. think about. But we have to be very aware of what we consume. I think we have to be like exercising that mindfulness is crucial yeah it totally it's is so easy to get overwhelmed by by so much crap yes <laughs> you know? i i can so so being you know being aware and having that, that mindfulness to what you consume whether it's you know from food to substances to what you're watching on netflix to what you're looking at on instagram to what you're metaverse you know what you're doing online uh it's important to have that mindfulness uh, mindfulness is is uh, is <laughs> grossly underrated, um, and I think that we're moving more towards that as the mental health conversation becomes more and more relevant, and and mindfulness and Web three and not being as digitally addicted and connected, even though it requires us to be digitally connected and addicted. So it'll be interesting to see how it all uh, comes together. Well, Lily, we're we're out of time here, but I really appreciate you coming and hanging out with a few for hanging out with me for a few minutes. There we go. There we go. Uh, to chat a little bit about what you do. It's been great to talk a little bit about your story and what you're up to. For those of you interested in connecting further, uh, you can do that with the links available in the show notes, but, um, thanks again for your time. It's, uh, it's, Thank it's you been so much for having me. This was so much fun. It was a blast. I love speaking with you. I love speaking with you as well, too. I look forward to seeing you around town. I'm sure I'll see you to another, another, another NFT event. It seems to be one every day of the week here in, uh, in, in, in Miami. <laughs> and now with, with F1. Oh my God, this week is crazy. It is. It is. I was going to go take out a loan and buy an F1 ticket, but I figured now nah, just watch it on TV. <laughs> No, but there's so much, uh, you know, Web3 content. Yes, very true. Town. I'm going to the Equity Lounge on uh, Thursday, and then Friday is the Bloomberg's Power Players Miami Summit. And I'm speaking in a panel for DeFi Women Who DeFi on Saturday. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, tech content around town. There certainly the is. Sponsor is. The sponsor is Crypto.com. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, that makes a lot more sense. I'm going to start following you around town. Then I know exactly where to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Lily. Come back soon, will you? Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of NFT Suck. I sure do appreciate it. And I hope you're leaving this episode with at least one or two things that you did not know about the world of NFTs before you hit play. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Until next time, friends.